Welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Hey, Matt. I find God and religions, too, staying at the Ace Hotel. If the calm would allow, then I would just be floating to you now. Oh, Ryan, I see you. Turn around. You're my A-team. Turn around now. You're my A-team. God damn, turn around now. You're my A-team. Now, if you don't recognize those lyrics, it's because we are not singing, warbling them to you through a dense mesh of auto-tune. Yeah, sorry, let me, um, let me try again. So either one of the parents from Peanuts just dropped a new album, uh, or or we're covering the new Bon Iver, uh, 20 to a Million. Uh, wait, wait, Ryan, did you say 20 to a Million? No, no, no. It's 22, comma, a million. And, and oh, uh, I see. They're both numerals, so 22, comma, 100000. Oh, oh, no, no. oh, no, Matt. It is 22, comma, the words a million. It's actually, is the album called 22, comma, the words a million? And you, you have to read it out like that. Um, and, and Matt's bringing this out because the title, all of the titling of this album is a master class in alienating and confounding. Um, and not even, even, Alienated confounding. Or just, like or like teen girl Tumblr stuff that I that I you know is just beyond my can a little bit. Yeah, or it's like it's like it's it's like noob leet, basically. <laughs> Cause it's like it wants to be leet, but by being trying to be so leet, it is not leet at all. Um, I believe. Uh and I, I too am noob, so I don't know that I can use that word. But um all of the titles uh have have numbers, have numerals in it, uh and and also kind of uh not exactly I guess there are a few what could be called emoji. Um, or or other no, there's special kind of symbols. There's special, special characters. characters. Yeah, like the uh, the first song is called Twenty Two, uh, and then in parentheses in all caps over soon. Except the the O's, the twin O's in soon are replaced with infinity symbols. Uh, I believe that character is called a lemniscate. Uh, it looks like an eight on its side. Uh, and 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 on and on and on. Seven fifteen dash creeks is uh the e the e's in creeks are uppercase greek sigmas uh you know, they- and, and because of that i actually thought it was called 715 greeks which sounds, <laughs> which sounds like a phone number that you can call right like i guess there's one too many Se- 715 greek uh feels like a like souvlaki delivery restaurant <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and, 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 and you know like listen we are trolling bon bon iver because 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 he trolled us right um he asked us like the first trolley question, which is like, are you for real? Um, and we say, yes, Bon Iver, we are for real. And we're just going to, for an hour, read the titles of the songs on your album for our podcast uh, and not talk about your, frankly, kind of captivating and haunting music. No, we're, de- uh, we're not definitely not going to do that. No, no, no. We are going to do what Bon Iver wants and just talk about every um, asinine detail in the in the titling and packaging of this. Right, absolutely. It's like it's like Bon Iver was was sitting uh, by himself and said to himself, "Self, is there a way to remake Imogene Heap's Hide and Seek, except not as good?" 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, listen, I want to have this, the song that Jason Derulo will next cover, right? Uh, and sample, um, and 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 then and that's what produced. Hey, there's there's gold in those Jason Derulo, Derulo hills. <laughs> I guess right? so. That, I mean, like, I want a record that is an auto-tuned uh, sort of indie pop record, but I want one that would never ever uh, with songs that would never ever ever appear on an episode of the OC or Gossip Girl uh, because I have integrity. I have indie cred. And uh, yeah, unless 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 there was like a like an uh, episode um, in which those operas become like a dystopian sci-fi. Like it's like it's like Philip K. Dick's Gossip Girl, right? Because <laughs> uh, like I feel like that there are there are are there are definitely um, uh, androids, uh, and they they do in fact dream of electric sheep, right? Like um, for sure. In this, they, in they dream South. of they dream of electric Serena Vanderwoodsons. Exactly. Um, Watch out, S. Boney Vera is coming. And I mean, this is this. I we'll get into this in a minute. But like the fact that it does sound a lot like the parents in the Charlie Brown-iverse uh, is really interesting because this is of a you know this is dad rock of of for for today's dad right <laughs> uh, uh uh who is neither uh who neither dads uh, traditionally nor does he rock very hard <laughs> um but but that that it is the sound that parents make right uh, and, yeah, and for the stay for the modern stay at home dad right yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly it's like you know for the dad who also sometimes uh takes some time to go to the co-working space <laughs> um but like and and he's been kind of dag uh, he and they uh you know that uh, Bonivere is one of these names kind of like Tunyards or Saint Vincent that is often applied both as a student to the artist and as the name right so I will use he and they uh, interchangeably but that Bonivere has been um alienated to the kids for a while like since he won the i think in 2012 won the best new uh uh artist grammy which is funny because he had i think uh already had one album under his belt kind of a lot of indie stardom but won best new artist grammy i think being skrillex and not that new but and this you know when when the name was spoken right bonnie Vare, kind of uh based on the french for uh what, what is that is that good winter uh am, am i am i right that bone like bone hiver with an h uh would be the fr- french for good winter or yeah. something like that Yeah, that's right and i think that means like i don't know if that's like actually a saying or if it is just you know just two words together but it's a misspelling of that but right. uh, but pronounced in uh, right it's an, an english phonetic spelling of of you know boniver right, right? And, and yet uh it's he insists that it is pronounced like that boniver you right know? not bon iver like the uh like uh keenan ivory wayans is uh, bon jovi cover band right uh, uh and um yeah but so when boniver uh, was announced as the winner of of that grammy uh, and given that it wasn't spelled out or people were not watching, um, uh, uh, many of the youths took to Twitter to say, who the fuck is Bonnie Bear? <laughs> uh, and and there is still...
still is a Twitter. There is a short-lived uh, Twitter in the, for those th- those four intense days after the 2012 Grammys that just retweeted every "Who is Bonnie Bear" uh, tweet um, from the Grammys and then did nothing else. But it's a great service for uh, for having recorded that historical moment. Absolutely. Um, so you know, and and so you know, but what we know, what we know, one thing is that Bon Iver is not for the kids. Uh, for these, uh, it is not these sad auto-tuning teenagers. Um, but I think that there's a lot. Uh, there's there is a lot here, right? We've been we've been. There's both a lot to deride and a lot to applaud uh, uh, here. Um, and so put this album on. It's a short listen. Um, it's it's. I think especially it's is maybe one of the biggest pieces of whiplash. Coming from the '90s and our kind of period of CD-enabled um, bloat, right? Um, of 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 our not one but two use your illusions um, and uh, and uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous, right? Which you fill the entire compact disc rim to rim. Um, and you know it's interesting that Bon Iver actually had <laughs> listening parties uh, for uh, this album that were played on cassette. Right. So we're back to the cassette. Yeah. That's how you know it's for real. Right. <laughs> that's how you know it is for really pretentious. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was one of these. Yeah. Um, it's probably a, it's probably a cassette recording of the, of the uh, of the Apple Music stream, <laughs> um, and uh, and that that's like that's a high level of faithfulness and authenticity. Uh, but yeah, so it fits on two sides of a of a cassette. Um, it's a it's a short listen. Um, give it give it a few spins. Uh, it's not bad falling asleep music, uh, and you you too will dream of electric sheep. Um, and so immerse yourself in in Boney Vera um, land. Uh, and then meet us back here after that, uh, after this word from our commercial sponsors. Have you been through a tough breakup? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. You sound, I, sure, I sure have. You sound really bummed. I am just crying all uh, the time. I'll, I'll bet you've tried uh, a number of the normal uh, remedies, talk therapy, uh, yep. maybe a little exercise, maybe yep. even psychoactive medications. From time to time. Well, I'm here to tell you that none of that is going to work. Doesn't what, seem to be. Yeah. What you need is a cabin in the woods and Airbnb can get you one. Wow. I feel magically transported. I'm already working on my novel about my breakup. Exactly. Take your your breakup and turn it into art by going to a cabin in the woods. And and you can get one on, on Airbnb. Put in your parameters for cabin. Television, no television. Running water, no running water. Indoor plumbing, no indoor plumbing. You can get as authentic as you want with Airbnb. Wow, I feel like that void inside is already getting filled a little bit. The sharing economy will allow you to share your misery. That's Airbnb. And we're back. Ryan, I have a question. Oh, man. Whew, that's good. That's, yeah. <laughs> hit, hit, hit me with it. Is, uh, this, this Bon Iver, who Wikipedia tells me is an indie folk artist, mm. is this an indie folk album? Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask you. Too. So, so same Z's. Uh, and then I moved on in my mind to asking if it is a new age album. Uh, and, and we can return to that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, 
This yeah, it is this, a contingent, this, yes, this, because it is a it is an indie folk album for people who hate indie folk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so I think you know, I I, I actually don't think that Boney Vare was ever an indie folk artist actually um i think that he got lumped in with it because he happened to as you referred make his first album um you know in a in a cabin in the woods i guess because the a van down by the river was not available (laughs) (laughs) Um, well yeah okay so this is this is part of what is now the marketing narrative of of boni ver which is that in his 20s uh his band broke up it was called uh de yarmond edison i think was the name of his band and those are his two middle names justin vernon's uh two middle names um that band broke up. Uh, he suffered the loss of a relationship and uh, moved into a cabin in the woods uh, in, I guess, Fall Creek, Wisconsin, right? Yes. And um, uh, sat there. Oh, oh, and he got mononucleosis as well. So he got, he got mono, right? He was bedridden uh, and, and perhaps delirious in, in the woods. And uh, in this solitude... Right in this sort of retreat, he composed the songs of "For Emma Forever Ago," which was the first uh, independently released album um, that he did under the name uh, Bon Iver. Which I guess, I mean, does that does Bon Iver refer to the good winter that he spent, uh, you know, in in a cabin in the woods writing? Um, uh, uh, writing these songs, but these these songs. Well, in were- that way, it's a good winter. In that, like, Good Friday is in fact a good Friday. It's like <laughs> it's it's not a good Friday for for one guy named JC, right? Like, and so it's like I guess it's like what I'm saying is that like Justin Vernon uh, died for our sins. Yeah, right? or, or yeah, exactly right. Like uh, he, uh, yeah, he got bedridden and perhaps delirious. So so you're saying that JC might have something in common with JV. Yeah, I, I think well, and I think that this album will will we'll kind of turn uh, on to this album as well. Is that there is definitely there are there 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 definitely wants to be religious imagery here, <laughs> um, right? That that you have uh, you know you have you have gods, you have uh, the number thirty three, uh, which is the Jesus birthday. Uh, you have the number six six six, so hail Satan, um, and and then there are the, there are words like consecration uh and so we, we can kind of uh consider the the religiosity um and the spirituality here um i think on the question of the indie folkness so i think that right because of this first album that was recorded almost you know i feel like the use of the acoustic guitar is a bit of not that this is a red herring but it was a kind of product of the condition of the recording of the first album that slotted him into that lane um but there are kind of commonalities in 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 the modes of singing um and like the most interesting boni vera work um plays with the voice he's he's kind of a he's kind of a new music composer of the voice right that he's he's kind of a um he's kind of a a cappella arranger who doesn't always uh create a cappella arrangements um and and you you especially hear that on some of the songs on this uh on this album 
album, especially uh, uh, 715 Greek uh, or uh, 715 Creeks, uh, which like I describe as being, um, you know, it's it's auto tuned. Um, it's 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 boys to androids, right? <laughs> like uh, the the boys are no longer they stop being men and and go directly to androids. Um, and 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 I think that this area and it's been there on some of his earliest songs of kind of playing with kind of vocal and starting to play with auto tune um, and these kinds of vocal lines that turn and twist uh, in unexpected directions. And I think that that is like the heart of the, the kind of through line of of him as a songwriter. It's kind of what characterizes his um, collaborations with with Kanye. Um, I think he was mostly on uh, My Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, but I think he also shows up, I believe, on a few songs on Yeezus uh, as well. And um, and so I think that he so so that. So that it, it's by by what what I mean by an indie folk album for people who don't like indie folk is that it's it's just an act it's a misclassified so it's a misclassified indie folk album but by being classified as that and by people believing that you know he is an indie folk artist and is connected to some kind of a movement or a scene it kind of just then. A is more appealing to people who don't like indie folk than people who do like indie folk. Um, and I think also then starts to dismantle notions of, of folkness. Cause I think there are elements of songcraft that are still kind of, you know, in common with, uh, you know, sad Justin in the cabin in the woods. Um, but that I think are there, there's definitely a lot more in common with, with kind of art musics and these various kind of, um, you know, post musics. Okay. So, uh, so this is, I mean, this is very interesting to me because this, this was the thing that I was struggling with when I, when I was listening to it, because behind, it's almost like, I'm, I don't know how to conceptualize what these songs are. And you seem to be going in a direction and my instinct was in another direction. Hmm. Um, whether, are they folk songs that have layered on top of them aspects of production? Like, did when Bob Dylan recorded these songs 40 years ago, were they just straight ahead guitar vocal numbers? Yeah. You know, and would they work like, would they work like that if you just did a folk, uh, like an acoustic instrumental version? Um, and then the production is sort of layered on top of them as, as though you see them, as though you see it through kind of an industrial wall of glass bricks, like a frosted glass brick and steel and things like this or is the is the production technique more um integral to the content of the songs you know uh in terms of their construction and also in terms of their like kind of underlying um their underlying structure and message i think there's a continuum on yeah, this for sure on on this record from from songs that are really uh, almost straight ahead folk songs, uh, like the first track, 22 Over Soon, or like 715 Creeks, or there's one, uh, at a certain point, I stopped matching the numbers to the, to the, uh, to the actual songs. Um, but there's another one that says, uh, where it says, um, something like there's a lyric in it that's like and i carried his guitar or something like yeah, that yeah yeah th- that's eight circle or eight parentheses uh eight, eight open parentheses circle closed parentheses and I circle believe. circle by the way is in all all lowercase um and that right and that's just, those three are almost singer songwriter songs yeah uh, a little bit now um 
uh, like like in in both Oversoon and in Creeks, uh, the singer songwriter is is recorded with a vocoder, and there's like a lot of you know, but but this like hmm. um, uh, in the. You can imagine a strumming or finger picking kind of guitar with the melody of Twenty Two Oversoon, which is ba da 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 ba da ba da ba 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 da ba 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 da ba da ba. You know what I mean? Like that. That you could hear that. Um, you could hear that thing. Not to just hijack the podcast, but um, uh, not to hijack the podcast with singing. But like, here's you know just a sample of a couple lines, right? Like, uh, wh- where are you gonna look for confirmation? And if it's ever gonna happen? So as I'm standing at the station, it might be over soon. Totally works as yeah. a folk song, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds that could be you know from the folkiest bright eyes. That could yeah. be some Paul Simon, right? Like all um, that. Yeah, exactly. All that. Whereas like. Uh, and and then Creeks is is maybe a little more meditative, a little less melodically directed. Uh, Eight Circle is is almost just like a singer songwriter rock song. Is that you know, like is almost like a Bruce Springsteen song or something like that? Um, yeah, or like a like a Phil Collins song or something. Even. <laughs> well, I mean that's interesting. But so I, I it's so interesting that I read this because Phil Collins is in the art music way, way right in the kind of progier kind of um, way. So it's it's so interesting that I still kind of. Live lean on the the art music interpretation right and so i kind of come at this from a lens of kind of and i i think i think we're kind of both right uh yeah well i think as i say i think there's a continuum i think the different songs on the album these are the ones i gravitated towards mm. predictably enough for you know for what everyone knows about my tastes um right. and i and i predict i i i leaned towards the bowie songs right yeah. and, and like bowie in berlin right yeah like, absolutely there's, there's a lot here that reminded me of um of heroes which we discussed um a few years ago now um man and- it's it, we're we're old we could be dads we we could be rocking dads, rocking I mean, some dad rock. We are we're we're right in that target demo. Uh, you I know, mean, we're like, not uh, uh, ni- neither of us at present has children. We're not dads, but I would say that we are dad adjacent. Yeah, I, I yeah exactly as as is Justin Vernon, right? <laughs> yeah, fair uh, fair uh, fair enough. We are we are peer reviewers of Justin Vernon's <laughs> because we are in his peer group. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, indie darling. Oh no, no. Got mid thirties guys in their mid thirties. Uh, <laughs> Un- uh, unmarried more, guys in more, their mid thirties. More hair guys with more hair on their faces than on their heads. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I think that, I mean, it is really interesting that there is, like you say, a continuum. So there, there is a continuum of mode of kind of composition of kind of, and that's kind of interesting because we tend to think of these modalities as, as at least kind of a binary within within a given album right and so the fact that a given um artist or a given uh, a given project is showcasing both kinds of songs um and so it's not even that there are because and it's not that the songs that are much more are more kind of art music or more kind of um kind of composed pieces are not necessarily like kind of interstitial pieces that are like little hallways leading to the next folk rock you know the the next folk room folk 
folk great. rock, folk rock banger, or folk rock kind of like close your eyes and sway, or yeah, yeah, swayers. Um, but that that I think that for me again, the effect is of that there is something like a kind of song cycle feel here, or like that 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 they they flow into one another um, and and exist as a piece. And I, I don't know that I know what the overall arc of the piece is necessarily, but that there feels like there are these these moments um there feel like there are movements right um to it and um and and that that kind of i guess the the overarching kind of that that element of composedness then kind of makes it you know similar to heroes is to you know the, your your the the kind of um instrumental or the kind of vocal side on on side a and the kind of ambient side on side b that there there is a kind of composedness um to it but um i mean so what do, what do you make of the kind of juxtaposition so that's not just folk with some kind of of electronic noodling in, in other words it's not age of odds or digital action a digital earth huh. um I, I think right i think it's de- Ooh, I, I thought, sick sick burn on bright eyes i thought you liked that album i do but it, it's I, I and so maybe maybe i want to maybe leave the burn on on age of odds but actually like- well yeah i mean uh, which is an album that i described to you in a great in a great tweet as uh, sonic middle age right yeah like age age of odds but actually like i I think Bright Eyes might be an interesting comparison here with the like the day and date release of of uh, I'm Wide Awake It's Morning, which of course I prefer, and Digital yeah. Ash and a Digital Digital <laughs> which Earn, which of course you prefer, right? And that like this is almost a synthesis of that, not in terms of like interleaving uh, the acoustic folk and the the uh, electronic art songs, uh, but in in terms of kind of merging them and like yeah, I'm I'm Wide Awake It's Digital Ash. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, or like a digital. Yeah. What is Ashen and Urn? It's death. It's like I'm. I'm. I'm wide awake. I'm digital dying. Yeah. I'm, right? wi- I'm wide awake. I'm dying. Right. <laughs> and that like. Um, actually, that's not. That's actually. I'm wide awake. I'm dying. Uh, is not a bad description for kind of the pervading concerns of right. this of this album. But the okay. So so like. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting, right? Like this idea of a of a continuum and like what is it a continuum from? Because sonically, it's a continuum from more immediately gratifying song structures to more kind of uh uh, piecemeal, maybe song structures yeah. from text yeah, more, co- more sound collage, right? Collage, like, yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it. And then, and then also continuum from kind of more sweet to more dissonant or distorted mm-hmm. uh, sonics, right? And that, like, they're a little bit. Uh, I, I have an office mate here in LA, and I was playing this this uh, this album and uh, got to. Um, I, I actually don't even know. Uh, ten death breast. Oh yeah, death breast, and then two characters. I don't know what they are after uh, after death breast. The second track of the album, and there's this drum beat on it that is heavily distorted, and it sounds like uh, 
so it sounds like someone has like turned up the volume too high somewhere along the signal chain, right? Like between right. the between the sound source and the amplifier, between the amplifier and the speakers, or in your like headphone amp or what whatever you have. And my office mate, who is a like sort of uh, uh, acoustic like country rock audiophile kind of guy, who <laughs> you know who listens to uh, who listens to like live bootlegs of Wilco shows and things like this. Uh, and like, you know, talks about the difference between the different microphones that they were recorded with from the audience, you know, uh, it was like, I fucking hate this shit. Cause when it happens, I never know whether I never know what in my signal chain is malfunctioning. And I, un I unplug all the cords. I plug them all back in. I reset my levels. I reset the gain structure on my thing. And then I realize it's all on the fucking track. That's so stupid. But, uh, you know, so this is like the sort of, but man, that's the point, right? Like, it's like, like, you know, like that, this is, that's what, I mean, it's like, that's, that's kind of what reality is. I mean, really, do we really ever know what in our signal chain is malfunctioning? No, I mean, the Academy is like a long and, and unsatisfactory answer to that question, right? The entire enterprise of uh, humanistic study uh, exists and ultimately fails to answer the question like what in our signal chain is malfunctioning and uh and we don't know and we we still don't know but the so like the the interesting so the interesting thing to me with this like interleaving is what what the electronics are used for right like so yeah. there's there's a continu so like uh one way to d discuss the continuum that we've been talking about is the way that it it um uh the way that the electronics are uh, that they determine the song structure, like the the particular tools used, um, versus kind of sit on top of the song structure as a yeah. as a delivery mechanism, right? And there's um, there's this sort of there's this tradition in electronic music of like of compositional technique determining song form, um, and it's re it's a like an academic electronic art music. Yeah. Uh, sort of thing. And like Steve Reich and, uh, you know, uh, things, you know, things, things like this, like, like come out to show you the famous, the famous, uh, Steve Reich piece that's, you know, come out to show you, come out to show you. And the two, the two stereocytes get out of phase and then come back into phase where this progression, this kind of rainbow of increasing disorder and then, uh, increasing order, the form, the structure of the song is entirely dependent on the compositional technique, moving the yeah. two things, uh, out of phase and putting, putting them in, right. That's, that's in electronic art music, uh, uh, sort of, sort of trope, and that like, and and the thing, I mean, okay, so the, so like, I want to go in a lot of directions here. Well, but, I, I want to just kind of as a pause, and maybe this could, ch could choose one of the directions that, that at least on s some of the songs, this is kind of this kind of process uh, art component is like documented. Um, of there, there were some like custom built instruments for this uh, for this album, that, and the kind of playing the modes of playing these instruments, whether they are instruments or these kinds of combination analog um, electronic kind of devices. Um, uh, uh, determined a lot of the kind of structures of the songs i know that this the song 45 or rather 
four dash four underscores 45 five underscores <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh was was played on a a, a purpose-built instrument that um that requires two people to play at the same time and i think that's the song it's the second to last song on the album i believe it's the one that has the most it has this kind of bagpipey feel to it um and and that that uh and then there's this this great melody but it's over this kind of like the the, the you you feel like the space uh in in the playing from um from from engaging with this instrument um and so that that there are some pieces of that of these kinds of whether it's kind of these 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 kind of set up challenges or these purpose built in, instruments that are kind of awkward to play or 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 distort in a in a purposeful way that kind of then um distort determines something about the 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 kind of the 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 feel of the instrumental track or the shape of the song itself sure and uh, yeah and that's like this is another by the way this is another like 20th century art music thing like the 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 prepared instrument like john cage wrote a lot for like prepared piano and he's probably the most crass but the most well-known example of of something like that the idea that you have to like stick tacks in the strings and like before before you're ready to uh before you're ready to uh, do your work you have to kind of like create your own create your own terms um on on which on which to do your work. So I, I right. think one of the things that this does is it gives the lie to the idea that certain musical instruments are natural and certain musical instruments are artificial, right? right. Every musical instrument is a technology and, and every like beyond, beyond uh, sort of undecorated human voice, right? The, um, well, I mean, you could even argue that the voice is a technology as well. Sure. I mean, right. And, and, and I guess, or it's, it's, it's very close, right? Because you offer one can, and learn to operate it like a machine right um and it, it's a it's a kind of a a natural technology um and 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 then everything else kind of follows from that i mean uh, it's a te- it's a technology in the in the sense that we're the only species that has it in quite the way that we have it we're the only yeah. ones who who make music you know in quite the way that that we make um in quite the way that we make music right like in that that you know the the, the, the baja men would disagree <laughs> dogs out hoo, hoo. i i hope bon Iver covers that song uh go on sorry we want the dogs out oof, oof. <laughs> or they'd be like little high-pitched chihuahua yaps like f f f f um that so you know once you're once you're in the land of piano right which we think of as sort of wholesome i guess what i'm trying to say is like is like that that one thing that this that this does is it plays it 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 seems to imply a dichotomy between wholesome and less wholesome instruments right like uh un unprepared piano is wholesome and you know decaying vocal sample right or like distorted vocal sample is sort of less less wholesome uh and that could be for for a lot of reasons it could be because the sound is is in some sense less pure it could be because it's it's associated with industrial or electronic music whose concerns have been on the whole less wholesome than uh you know than your your good old piano music i don't know that's probably a false dichotomy but um 
But once you're in the land of piano, you're in the land of exceptionally complex technology. Like if you've ever like go Wikipedia, a uh, an image, I'll throw one in the show notes of how a piano action works. It is an astonishingly um, involved machine. Uh, it's uh, it's. You know, and that like, so, so as electronic, as kind of alienating as some of the electronic stuff can be, really on a, on, looked at from a certain point of view, it should be no more alienating than, uh, should be no more alienating than any other kind of instrument, right? Any other kind of, of, uh, music making, um, music making technology and the idea of like the prepared instrument or the purpose built instrument sort of comes to make other musicians seem lazy a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, you just use that piano that was lying around. Right. Like look at my like combination bagpipe slash, uh, you know, 808 like sampler. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like how, you know, this, this, we like welded this together in our workshop for, you know, like the molecular gastronom gastronomists of sound, right? That the, uh, you know, we're, we're totally, uh, taking apart the idea of what it means to be uh, a bagpipe or what it means to be an 808 drum machine. Um, right, right. This is a consumé of, of folk song, right? <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, right, but it's with, like with, one with, 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 with R and B dust. Right, right, exactly. And that's, and it shows up and it's like one kind of jiggly jelly bean sitting there, yeah. uh, Sitting there on the plate with a little with a little paper attached to it that says it might be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> but the you know um, it's the world's worst fortune cookie, right? <laughs> it might be over soon in bed. <laughs> yeah, up top. That's what she said. Uh, the um, so okay, but then like there is something to this sound, right? And it's the like its most user friendly form is maybe I- imaging heaps, hide and seek. Uh, w- it, um, but this sort of auto tuny uh, kind of beautiful dark twisted. Yeah, you know, the ro- it's the Robo Choir. I mean, it's there. It's there in a lot of Lord too. Like, sure. There, there, it's like the chorus of Robo Lords. The, the, um, uh, but it's like if you took Lord away and had only the Robo Lord is what is what <laughs> this sounds like. But a little bit like it sounds a little bit like some of the Weekend. Yeah. You know, the kind of dark R and B. Yeah. Uh, that's that in like Frank Ocean or or certain moments of Kanye. Like, in other words, uh, yeah, even. And it's there in elements of Drake, sure. aka, yeah, 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 exactly. aka, like you know, most of like the like the top uh, the top forty of this year, right? right. Like this is a very pop sound, yeah, and <laughs> it's it, a very current sound, right? right? And that's that's an interesting thing that this thing that we're kind of associating that we want to associate with alienating, confounding art musics is really top in the charts, and that people are like, I don't know if they're jamming out to. Do you jam out to the weekend? But like it's or do you just just like yeah, uh, well, yeah, because the I think as we'll remember from our um, discussion of the weekend, the first st- the, the instruction uh, uh, sheet for listening to the weekend is do coke. Step one, do cocaine. Step two, listen to the weekend. Right. So then the jamming out takes care of itself, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's just this. It's just this nervous twitching that's uncontrollable. Um, that yeah, the uh, the whole thing is. Uh, um, 
the whole thing is kind of in this thing. I, I sort of wonder, I mean, I suppose there's not one meaning of this sound and that's, that's, uh, that would be too simplistic, but there's something about it that sort of depersonalizes uh, the artist. You know, there's something about it that like Lord, it's funny, like you're right in that it is in a lot of Lord's music, but I don't associate it a lot with pure heroin because the, the unaltered Lord vocal, or at least the kind of more recognizably human sounding Lord vocal is usually mixed a little higher, uh, so that it sounds like a person singing with electronic accompaniment rather than an Android choir. And the, the sort of the, the Android choir way or the, like the, like the T-Pain-esque levels of autotune, um, has has an effect of kind of of depersonalizing and that is uh that's an interesting thing and it says something about the uh, commodification of music it says something about um uh the artist is product uh, the song is product it says something about uh alienation in the contemporary world it says something about like um m- m- mediation of communication through technology right like it's the it's the equivalent of the iOS 10 like stickers sticker app right like you you can like send these pre-packaged sets of signifiers um, to one another, and that there is artistry in the arrangement of the signifiers, and yet, like you're, you're not, you're constrained, you're constrained in in terms of what you can put into the uh, in the signifiers that you have to arrange. You know what I mean? I mean? It's, it, yeah, absolutely, and it's and that's very interesting because it actually strikes me um, as really resonating with the um, the cover art for for this album, right? That is that is this arrangement of kind of 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 what feel like icons but like are are alienated icons right so that there are these things that that are drawn in this um in the in this style that feels as if they are kind of recognizable kind of like from a textbook or or guide uh from a established set of iconography um and so that they're fi- they're familiar but their arrangement and, and specifics are are alien right that they they seem to be kind of you know, hieroglyphics that you can't read or kind of, you know, ta- talismans from a like lost religion or something like that. Right. Well, and, 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 I, yeah, yeah. and they sort of, but they have different visual styles and, and iconographies, right. It's this sort of heteroglossic, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, a heteroglossic hieroglyphics, right? Because certain, there are numerals, there are things that look explicitly Christian, there are things that look sort of uh, pagan, there are things that, you know, that, that look, I, I, I say that not to, uh, 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 not to be pejorative towards any uh, uh, neo-pagans out there, just uh, that's what it associates with. There are things that look industrial, um, sort of art deco-y, right? Like, and it's a very... Uh, uh, it's a it thing that things that are sort of numerological, like um, the two, you know, in the center, in the kind of the uh, yin yang uh, square. Um, like there is a div- something that looks like a division symbol, but instead of the the dots above and below the bar, they're commas. Like it, you know, and uh, the the dot. Um, 
the two dots of the yin yang should be are where the second dot would be uh the lower dot it's a dash instead and so it's sort of mm. it's sort of morse code right and that's uh I, I, you know i mean this is a this is a very i mean this is a very interesting thing it reminds me of um T.S. Eliot, right? It reminds mm. me of, of high modernism and the idea of of fragments and of like the the shoring up of fragments and the 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 money quote from Eliot is these fragments I have shorn against my ruin uh, that that there's something desperate in the the kind of collection uh, of all of these fragments. Um, and that mm. that like there's a danger uh there's some sort of danger out there that uh you know the kind of the things fall apart danger that the the fragments are are meant to protect you from i mean so and that's uh, that's very interesting because i think that one has this sense on this album right that this is you know and and we mentioned drake before um but like that I think that like things are falling apart while I'm very famous is like, you know, that's, that's the drakiest of all, of all modes. Right. Like, and, and I think that that's, that is this album to an extent, or that's how it's been narrativized a little bit. Uh, there's a guardian article that kind of took that angle uh, on this album, um, kind of both in ter- in the reading of the album and in kind of some of the, the, the kind of meta discourse, um, around it. So, right. If the, you know, if, if the first record, uh, was, was, it was the kind of recovering from the breakup album. This one is the, is the kind of, especially as the third album that was kind of, that is long coming is this kind of, is a struggle with fame um, album and it's not just struggling with fame because I think it's it's these kind of broader concerns about alienation and technology are um, you know uh, uh, are, are, are 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 there but it's kind of being famous or being famous as Bonnie Bear uh, in that context right in, in in the world where people tweet who the fuck is Bonnie Bear um, and uh, all you wanted to do was uh, move them uh, with your with your robot voice yeah <laughs> uh, shall we I mean shall we dive into some songs it's a it's a little difficult I, I as I say I stopped uh, associating I just I just began listening to it as a kind of through composed 35 minute minute symphony right yeah. sort of son- yeah. sonic experience um and aside from the ones that i singled out before uh, i'm not t- i i wouldn't be totally sure like where 29 hashtag strafford apps uh and i assume i assume that's apartments right yeah uh um, apartments yeah 29 pounds Strafford Apartments. I think that's uh, the one that has the um that that's the one that actually has the most prominent um acoustic guitar strumming. Uh, um and and 33 God is the one that name drops the Ace Hotel. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Ace Hotel. Yeah, let's talk about name dropping the Ace Hotel. Uh which Ace Hotel do you think he's talking about? What city what city's Ace Hotel? You know, so the the um, geniuses at Rap Genius uh-huh. uh, believe that it's that it's the one in your town, uh, in downtown LA. Oh yeah, um, interesting. And uh, and and they they I don't know why they think it is this. Other, I mean, I guess the lyric is. Um, 
it, there's a sample of uh, I find God in religions too, um, and then uh, then there's like a big kind of drop. Right, it's it's one of the most for me the lyrics on the album that jumps out the most prominently, um, and then it's a a product placement for a um, you know boutique, boutique hotel chain, <laughs> um, and I guess that. Um, so okay, the interesting I mean the interesting thing is that like on that block or nearby is that is the big Jesus Save sign, which I saw yeah. uh I went with my office mate to see Wilco at the Ace at the theater at the Ace yeah. Hotel, the uh the restored United Artists Theater on Broadway in uh downtown LA. And it's um yeah, and, and this Jesus saves is what's pointed out by the geniuses at Rap Genius yeah. as as kind of thematically relevant to what's going on in the album. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sort of finding God and the idea of the idea of sort of looking for some sort of I mean uh, looking for some sort of of salvation. I mean, like the the the. You know, the, it's, it's like it's a flip on uh, on uh, it's it's like we found it's it, what Rihanna found love in a hopeless face place. Justin Vernon found God in a bougie place, right? Like <laughs> we found God in a in a bougie place, or like or we found uh, hopelessness in a loving place, I guess maybe. But the the. Um yeah the the sort of interesting thing like the, the of about searching for god is that you know the pro, the postmodern critique as it were of of modernism and the shoring up of fragments um like in, in modernism the idea is to kind of reconstruct modern uh reconstruct the monuments or to sort of make new monuments right like ulysses is a new monument the wasteland is a new monument and the uh the uh the postmodern critique of that is that like the the idea of monumentness is suspect is actually bankrupt because the uh the idea of sort of a um the uh what Derrida calls the the dream of full presence the origin and the end of the game uh you know what you might call that which is not a sign you know right. uh is uh is not possible so there's there is this sort of there is this sort of like sense in which looking for god the important part is looking uh is looking is longing is yearning is despairing and uh the, that that cuz god is never coming right and god is not uh not going to save you there is no god there is only the ace hotel <laughs> yeah i mean i i i like i mean no, I think that's exactly right. I mean, and I guess so. So that is so. so that's rock bottom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Um, well, okay. So then, uh, it's it's a startling realization, or yeah. it's a, a jarring realization, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the idea, you know, I, even in like in that same kind of passage. Uh, if the calm would allow, then I would just be floating to you now. Uh, I would make me pass to let it pass on, or it would make me pass to let it pass on. Uh, I'm climbing the dash. That's sk- there's this like sense of like melding or sort of yearning, longing for for a connection or sort of communion um, mm-hmm. with another with another person. That sort of. Uh, that is this sort of, uh, you know, longing for not being kind of contained uh, 
inside oneself. And the sample that comes after, uh, here in this room, this narrow room where life began when, when we were young last night, well, like, this room, this narrow room is kind of the body, right? Like, and this... Nar- it's, it's not the narrow room of the Ace Hotel. <laughs> no, it's not. And, 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 like, let me tell you, some of those rooms at the Ace Hotel are tiny, especially the ones with the two bunk beds, the two twin, you know, bunk beds stacked up. And yet um, they still have nothing on the human body as a narrow room. <laughs> <laughs> like, the narrow room where life begins, you know, is the, is the womb, right? Is the, the sort of, is the body and, um, and the narrow room kind of where we were, uh, where we were young last night, uh, is like we, these bodies were once young and now they are, uh, if not dads, at least dad adjacent. I mean, that idea though, of what, like, it's like the, the idea of like, um, that's, that, that itself is like a rich sample because it's that we're, um, when we were young last night, it's like being an old baby, right? Because it's like we were young just last night uh, and I was just in this womb room last night and then here I am now an old bearded baby. <laughs> um, and I think that – I mean th- that it reminds me actually of this um, – there's a Portlandia sketch from a recent <laughs> season um, where, where they don't know – where Fred Armisen doesn't know how old he is um and and he says like uh and 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 carrie's like well how old do you think uh think you are he's like oh i don't know like 34 you know he's like i drink coffee i walk around i go to record stores you know 34 year old things <laughs> uh, and and then there's this sense of of being i mean it's that idea of daddy dad adjacentness right um of of feeling that you are of that age i mean because another word for dad adjacentness is and this is like one of these concerns that we kind of talk about a lot um is is the that of being an old millennial right is that in any other time you would have been a dad by now right um but uh but for a variety of reasons uh the 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 dads to be have not yet dadded <laughs> um and uh and and the, that kind of that sense um and and so that there's this kind of a um, multiple there's there's multiple um veins of of yearning there's this yearning for a larger purpose whether that's realized as a connection with 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 god with a creator but also a kind of yearning for a connection with with another person and but and with the kind of shift in responsibility and kind of purpose in life that that brings right um and and those kind of all converge to a and and, and here you are cool guy in the ace hotel um, <laughs> And, 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 uh, and, and, you know, and yet you are still dad adjacent, um, and only want to be in dad town because there's no ace hotel in dad town. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess not. Um, I mean, I feel like that's something, I don't know. That's something that's, that's changing, right? Like, don't, don't you think that like, as this generation, I, I suppose our generation or slightly behind us, uh, as they age rather than like, uh, it's, it's interesting that the, rather than like when I was a child, I thought as a child, I acted as a child, I believed as a child, but when I became old, I put away childish things. It's almost like we like, we drag the childish things from year to year, from decade to, uh, from decade to decade, uh, with us, right? Like, who knew? Who knew? Like, I I would feel okay wearing a band T-shirt when I was thirty-six, and not a like not a coat and tie. You know, who knew that? Like, uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to see churches tomorrow. Actually, once once this episode drops. Um, 
It'll be last night, but when when uh, when we're recording it, I'm going to see churches. Like uh, I'm going to go stand for three hours <laughs> on my feet, <laughs> watch an opening act. Actually, the opening act is Best Coast, which is not uh, uh, nothing to sneeze at. Um, and uh, you know, and uh, and then stand on my feet watching uh, watching a band. Like who would have thought that I wouldn't have you? You, know, you may even dance a little. I uh, right exactly. I might bop. I might bop awkwardly. Yeah. All right. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to put too much on you. Dan- dancing. I know. We. I know how you feel about dance musics. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to put uh, undue expectations. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, First uh, Corinthians 13 has just been totally torn up uh, and 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 turned into confetti. Right. That'll be that'll be shot out of a cannon at the church's concert. <laughs> um, oh, what other songs? I mean, I know you said there was like, like three big ones that jumped out at you. I mean, are there others that that like really? either kind of musically or or lyrically um were were interesting to you well uh you know i i mean i think that like i sort of don't know what to make of it because it's just sort of a lyric that happened to jump out but like eight circle uh might have some interesting might have some interesting things um you know, before we before we pass on to the great uh, uh, the, the the great Ace Hotel in the sky. Yeah, I was about to say the great winter in the sky, but yeah, that's uh, uh, that's better probably. the The lyrics start philosophize your figure. All right, let's let's just stop there. What the hell does that mean, right? Well, it's, a, like, it's a lot like using your illusion. <laughs> 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 that well okay so so it's a it's a cartesian dualism lyric right like you have a figure you have a body you have a like you have a, a kind of solidity and certain um physical facts about your existence and there's philosophy uh there's like um uh, there's like your ideas about yourself uh and your sort of thoughts about what's going on uh, I, I- yeah, and it's it's also I mean because I, the other kind of meaning of figure is like the kind of like the 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 numerological meaning of like figures as your numbers as your data yeah um, or like illustration right yeah exactly and and so that there is a give meaning to the illustration mm-hmm. right um, and that that these symbols are just symbols but it is kind of imbue that with with meaning which I, I mean it's it's another side of that of the same kind of coin of the more bodily coin right? yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, what I have and haven't held, you called it, I came, stand tall through it all, fall and fixture, just the same thing. Um, fall here, presuming, uh, presumably meaning like a metaphorical fall, like, like moving and staying in place, just the same thing, like having and losing, uh, having and losing, just the same thing. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, I don't know, they're sort of opaque. They're, they're very, I mean, they're, they're very sort of suggestive lyrics. I don't know if it's wrong to interrogate them in the manner of a close reading where you kind of want to make them add up to something. Right. I mean, I think though, but I think that, you know, there's usually not it's not just opaque i mean like just when there is like a kind of um a contradiction right a fallen fixture are just the same thing um i mean i mean that is that gives to mind um uh th- th- that's like a very kind of um 
John Lennon kind of phrase, right? He loved to kind of play with contradiction and kind of paradox, right? That, um, what are the, the lines from, um, all you need is love, right? There's nothing that you can say that can't be said. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. Um, right. That, and, and so these kinds of, um, so, so I, but I'm, but I guess the interesting question is like whether it, it, like you say, whether it, it well, whether do the figures add up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, and what, what is it that we demand? Uh, what are our demands about adding up, right? And what are our sort of feelings about, um, what are our feelings about adding up? You know, the, the, the sort of postmodern answer is that the, it's sort of indeterminate, right? That, that like, there's just kind of more, there's just, there's just an endless series of masks and no like real person behind them. And that, that, uh, you know, that this sort of the, that meaning moves through that, through that process of kind of not being, you know, and that, uh, I, well, I mean, and that's a certain kind of master narrative that that I suppose you can attach to this. It's it's a little rote, I I guess, and it's not it's not totally of a piece with how carefully constructed uh, this thing is. It's pretty um, it's pretty painstakingly uh, painstakingly put together. And so the idea that it's just a sort of, well, you know, meaning is a random assemblage of, of nothing that, that, that makes any sense is not really an adequate way of explaining it. I feel like I've, I've sort of stumbled down a, uh, a blind, a blind alley. Um, I was just looking for the elevator here in the Ace Hotel, Ryan, can you point me to where it is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just to the side of the third wave coffee shop. Oh, okay, um, got it. Yeah. The, uh, oh, I see. Oh, are they all Sumptown? Oh, I know, I know. It's it's the ninth best coffee shop in Portland. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it is interesting because like this is one that. Like I, this is definitely a song that like also jumped out at me. I mean, if the the Ace Hotel lyric jumped out at me, in part because there's this moment of arrival combined with a kind of very recognizable detail. This song, not that it was melodically, there's something about the phrasing and placement of this song that like gives you pause of this is an important song, <laughs> right? Um, and and it has that. Um, uh, it has that that sense of importance and weight, even as it eludes scrutiny. Um, and and it, 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 I think it's that in in it's in the tempo. I mean, I don't know what it is that there's something about. You know, these are all none of these are are like kind of fast driving songs necessarily, but that this is even on an album of kind of. Uh, that th- there is actually there are some some songs in this album that are less rhythmic overall, um, right? The ones that are really leaned on the vocals uh, or on the interplay between kind of a bed of sound and the vocals, and this actually has a rhythm. Um, but it's kind of spread out. This is kind of a slow jam. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, it's kind of a slow jam, um, and it is. And, and it's 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 a kind of a, a slow jam of the self, <laughs> um, like uh, and and 
that uh and that it's you know that usually a slow jam right is is sung to to romance um uh, you know a a romantic a potential romantic partner right um and is 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 you know there's nothing wrong with a little bump and a grind um right um uh i'll I'll make love to you um i'm down on bended knee no actually i mean the the boys to men comparisons i made earlier um were were apt yeah Um, for sure um, but that I, I definitely, um, you know, even, um, you know, uh, you know, too much for me to pick up. No, not sure what forgiveness is. We've galvanized the squall of it all. Um, I can leave behind the harbor. Um, that That is about kind of it, it's interpersonal, but it's still like about. Um, the kind of uh, this kind of it's again. He's kind of giving himself a pep talk, um, right? Um, and 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 kind of sealing up some kind of kind of interaction. I Uh, mean, so you you and I are both both struggling with it in in different ways, and and I wonder if that's I just kind of in the in the minute or two before we close, like, I wonder if that's a sign that our usual critical tools aren't up to what we find compelling, um, about this record, because there, there is something compelling about it for all, all our tendencies, uh, healthy tendencies, I think to mock it's, it's, uh, most ridiculous excesses. And, and I, you know, I sort of wonder if it's like, if it's more a daydream, right, than it is a coherent argument, you know, if it's more, if it, if it kind of floats more like that image of floating, uh, you know, after the Ace Hotel lyric, kind of from, from thought to thought, from scene to scene, from association to association, rather than, than, uh, than progressing in, in a more kind of rigid, uh, a deductive fashion, you know, and that like that maybe there's something, something to that in terms of the, the experience of, you know, the experience of melancholy or the experience of like, of longing or something, right? Like, why are you sad? Well, I don't know. I just, and then you're, you know what I mean? Then you're no, just we, must have a, we must have a theory of sadness. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, and that maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this is one turntable better left untheorized. Oh man. Well, I, I can't, there's not going to be a better ending of that. Um, but wait, say it. With auto tune, <laughs> maybe one turntable, one turntable, one turntable. Untheorized, wow. We're thirty-five. Give us all the money. Um, no, but uh, and so uh, that that thus brings to an end. Thus, we wake up from our bony ver day- daydream, <laughs> startled back to our to our cabinless, our harsh cabinless reality. Um, and no, this is. I think, like you were saying, um, and uh, I think one thing we didn't mention is that this, you know, is an album where the timing of it was was perfect. I mean, I guess you live in Los Angeles, where it's never anything but 
wonderful and sunny. Uh, but here in the Northeast, it is it is fall. Um, and for those who are not, um, you know, uh, clutching their p- pumpkin spice lattes uh, and and gloriously proclaiming sweater weather, uh, there is there is a sense, uh, a kind of hard to articulate sense of loss uh, associated with fall. Uh, and the, the days are getting shorter. Uh, that that the opportunities to be outside uh, are fewer. Um, and that the, there's something about exactly when this album hit uh, at the, at, you know, on the last day of September, you know, kind of a, a week into fall that, 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 that this kind of aching and longing and, and kind of disjointedness um, really kind of hit the timing, right? It was, it was, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was a precision missile right at our, um, you know, at, at, at seasonal, dis- seasonal effective disorder. <laughs> Uh, and so, so have this, you know, be an album of the fall, um, because it, there are these just moments in it, especially, I think it is also an album of moments where like that there are these moments that just resonate for ways that, that you, like you said, Matt can't articulate exactly. Um, so spend some time with this record. Cause I think it's one, um, that will be around, uh, all fall. Um, if you go, if you go to yoga, you'll hear p- almost all of it at some point or another, uh, or cool down uh, in uh, cool down songs in other group fitness classes. Uh, you know, it, it won't necessarily be bumping from um, car windows, but I think it will be it will be around. Um, so spend some time with this album, uh, and I'm sure it will be it will be cropping up again uh, at the end of the year on all of the end of the year lists because it's already critically acclaimed. It's already I think much uh, talked about. Oh, and now- uh, Pitchfork 9.0 best new album. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's and that's the and, and that's that's where it is. So you know, it's you know, um, I think that that uh, uh, that now a lot more people are going to know an answer to the answer to the question who who the fuck is Bonnie Bear, uh, and, and and I guess the answer is this guy, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we are, we are all we are all Bonnie Bear today. We are all Bonnie Bear, <laughs> um, and and so so spend some time with the record. Let's know. What you think? Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, we're on Twitter at TFT Podcast. We're on Facebook Theory for Turntables, uh, and uh, hit us up on the show notes uh, at uh, OverthinkingIt.com. So we'll be here uh, next week with another record, another contemporary record. Um, but until then. Uh, 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 go get into your daydream. Speak into your synthesizers mm. and cheaper. Real.